being a vegetarian, <laughs> eating at the Y, rapping on the mic, or the Australian kiss. Phrases that my friend shared with me for cunnilingus, which surprisingly enough, most people don't even know that that's the actual name for going downtown. So, oral sex, specifically when done on a vulva, clit, and vaginal area, uh, it's referred to as cunnilingus, and it definitely was a taboo conversation with my ex and I. It was interesting because it's something that I think he enjoyed, it's something that I enjoyed, but then we felt really guilty after because... Um, either I heard nothing on the topic from, you know, minister, elders, the old ladies at church, or I heard that it was wrong and bad and obvious because that's not what God made your mouth for. Um, I wonder how everybody else was raised about this, but it definitely was something that was not really a conversation. Even when I learned about sex um, later on, like, I don't know, I'm sure we had sex classes in high school at some point. I mean, we had health classes, health classes, sex classes. I don't actually remember it becoming like a, a great topic or how to protect yourself while doing it or really much about it. I do remember, though, being in high school and asking my mom if she performed fellatio, you know, because I knew the proper words for things and have and had her just kind of look at me really strange. But we'll talk about fellatio in a different episode. This episode is all about cunnilingus and um, <laughs> uh, what I've come to understand about it. The funny thing is that... um. I got the impression that guys didn't do it and guys didn't like it when I was growing up and when I was young. It wasn't something that was usually up for discussion and it was definitely something that it was almost expected back. Like guys expected fellatio. I did not feel that that would be a surprise, but we never really talked about the reciprocation. Um, and I actually kind of have the habit of still doing that now. It feels so intimate to me that uh, I'm usually very shy about letting somebody down there, whether it is all the illusions that we have of it smelling like a fish market um, and the worry that the smell that I smell all the time, you will absolutely hate. The guy will absolutely hate, um, especially now my hormones have changed and the... Uh, I was going to say situation down there, but I'm trying to be last taboo. I am more wet than I've ever been in my whole entire life. And because I'm wet all the time, I think the fragrance is just stronger. And it's not like the fragrance is bad. It's not bad at all, but I, I it's, 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 it's strong. <laughs> and I have these times where sometimes I have this gushing kind of feeling when I'm wet 
and I'm not always doing something sexual. Sometimes I might be thinking about it. Sometimes I might be getting ready for it, but I'm not like in the position necessarily. Um, and then I can, and it might be completely in my head that I think that I can smell it and everybody else can smell it, but I definitely feel like I can smell it. So the idea of having somebody super, super close to my vulva, um, makes me uncomfortable. And, um, if I'm worried about that happening, having somebody that I actually like in that area and maybe rejecting me or, um, not liking me or, um, feeling uncomfortable with what I'm already uncomfortable with just feels all very embarrassing and necessarily stressful. So I think in general, I've probably just not been as interested as, um, I could be, but when it does happen, it's usually enjoyable one thing I will say is I actually know what it is that I like to happen and I know the things that I would like to happen and the order in which I would like them to have them and pretty much without doubt I am going to not just climax but usually ejaculate which I don't think that most people realize that you can do as a female but there's female ejaculation and pretty much if I'm going to come I know exactly how to do it, and it is definitely with cunnilingus, um, more so than with penile penetration. Even though in intercourse, um, I can climax and I will orgasm, I am more likely to come with cunnilingus. So, (sighs) it is something that I wish I was more open to do. Um, In my sexploration, though, I am definitely finding more men who love to, who actually enjoy it, um, and who want to, which is baffling to me. (laughs) Um, It probably shouldn't be, but it's kind of exciting. They seem to be younger. The older men that I know um, still grew up with the idea that it's, not something they should be doing or it makes them uncomfortable in some ways or I really hope that there's some older men listening who might send me a message on what it's like for them and why they feel like it's very strange like I feel it's strange because I'm sure the messages that we heard weren't exactly the same but they probably were pretty similar you know that it was dirty and um smelled like a fish market perhaps perhaps they have heard something different Um, But I definitely feel like with them, they're less likely to do it, but a little bit more guilty about not doing it because (laughs) as my friend and I realize, there are a lot of songs about cunnilingus and going downtown and putting in that work. And the fact that that should be an expectation and the idea that we would be giving fellatio without reciprocation is madness, silliness an idea that you need to put into the past (laughs) and let die. So because of that, I think there's more pressure for men, no matter what their age, to eat at the Y, at least to try it. And even if they don't love it, 
at least to do it for the women in their lives that they do love. <sighs> but if it's something that makes you feel a little bit uncomfortable, hopefully the facts that I had learned, <laughs> I have learned over the last little while will help you. One of the biggest ones is that the fluid that comes out of my vagina is good. <laughs> um, that it doesn't smell bad, that there's nothing wrong with it, that it's completely healthy. I mean, unless there's something wrong with it and it's unhealthy, but you should be able to tell usually. And you can always, even if you don't know how to tell, go to the doctor and ask them. Um, but there are lots of ways, like lots of places online where you can just Google, like, is the discharge that I'm having normal? And it will tell you like, if it's colored, um, that's something to worry about. If it has um, a certain type of smell, that's something to worry about. But mostly, it's probably completely normal. Um, it can be white. It can be off-white. It can be um, clear. And it can be something in between. But all of the things that come out of that area are usually safe and healthy and normal. And they usually don't smell bad, especially to the opposite sex and or, you know, ladies who like vulvas themselves. So one thing that we I had a discussion about with my friend was squirting because we grew up thinking that squirting was urine or at least not being sure. And I'm like so sure about this from um, some of the more reputable educators that I've been talking to, but also um, from my additional reading that the bladder holds liquid. And it was interesting when I went for this ultrasound, you're supposed to drink a liter of water beef an hour before the ultrasound, but my bladder was empty. And I was like, where did all the water go? Um, and the ultrasound technician said like, it's kind of hot outside. You could have sweated out. It could have just been dehydrated, but like your body has places to put water. And when it has excess water, it holds it in its bladder. And then when the kidneys have things that it wants to remove, these two sections come together so that the water from your bladder can wash out what came from the liver and is now in the kidneys as far as waste. However, when you are sexually aroused, that actual system, just like in men's penises, um, stops. So just like with men, why they can't urinate when they are hard, um, women cannot urinate when they are aroused. Um, we actually do get hard, but it's our clip that usually gets hard. Anyways, so, and also this is a side note, men do get wet. <laughs> we usually call it pre-cum, you know, so it's not only that women get wet and men get hard, but also the reverse is also true when they're aroused. However, we were talking about the bladder. So when you are aroused, um, you cannot urinate. And so the feeling that you feel when you feel like you want to pee, but you are like completely dedicated to, um, sex or pleasure or intercourse or kind of lingus, that is not urine. Um, even though it might be liquid held in the bladder, it actually is released with fluid <laughs> from what is the female pituitary, uh, what is the female prostate? 
And it's kind of like what come would be like in the fact that, you know, it can come as a climax. However, like male, like how men come. But it's not because it's usually far more liquid um, and viscous. You know what I'm saying. Like, cum should have the consistency of, like, saliva, where usually when we see female squirt, it's more like a water bottle. However, it is definitely a similar function, right? And so when I understood that this was not just urine and your body wasn't just going like, oh my gosh, it's time to pee. And that's what you're getting all over this dude's face. What you're actually giving him is this release of fluid, which some people call the water of life. I'm just saying, just saying, um, that's what's happening. It really changed my mind of the idea that this was a negative thing or a bad thing. And that, you know, if I got it on somebody, I'd be like, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry for peeing on you. You were not peeing on them. Um, this is definitely the reason why right after if you try to go to the bathroom, you can't pee for a while and you have to kind of like sit there for a minute and relax a little bit. You pretty much have to calm your arousal so that those glands can change and allow you to urinate again. Um, but even female ejaculate that is coming from <laughs> a completely different area is not bad. It's not going to hurt them. Just like cum is not bad and it doesn't hurt anybody. Um, I mean, unless you're doing something real crazy, but that we won't talk about that. So getting wet, female ejaculation, squirting, all of these are natural, healthy, exciting activities for you to be a part of and getting all, them all over your partner is a great thing and not something to feel scared or worried or ashamed about. <sighs> also, <laughs> when I started to like really, I think, have conversations with men who really enjoyed it, I stopped feeling like it was so bad. And so if you grew up thinking that, like, very embarrassed about it, um, spend more time with sex-positive people who don't see it as such a negative thing. And eventually you'll start to change your mind about the idea that it's bad or it's going to hurt somebody or you shouldn't do it or any weird consequences that might come up. So there are ways to be safe. And I think like it's usually not discussed at all, but uh, dental dams are actually made to put over the vulva so that you can have oral sex with a barrier method, um, just like you would use a condom on a penis. So I did want to add that. Um, yeah. Oh my goodness. The funny thing is, is like, as a sexual education and peer counselor, when I was in university, none of this was weird for me to talk about. And there's something about becoming more religious 
and when I got married, if you've heard my episode number one about burning my freak flag, which has made all of this far more strange than it's ever been in my whole entire life. But this is part of the process of really improving this aspect is learning how to pull up the weeds of really negative beliefs around sex and planting new positive seeds (laughs) so that I can grow a sex positive garden. (laughs) Um, If you've read Come As You Are, you know what I'm talking about. Everybody else is probably like, why is sex a garden? Um, But it's your beliefs about sex that is the garden, like your um, experience about sex that is the garden and um, what that garden looks like is definitely dependent on the tending that you do with it. If you are listening on Anchor, definitely feel free to send me a message. There's a little message button on the website and also on the app. If you're listening on any other platform, please, 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 please share with um, someone (laughs) who you think that it would be great for them to listen or send it to somebody that you want to have this conversation with and start to Google things together. Um... The idea that you would be able to enjoy pleasure makes me happy. (laughs) The idea that I'm learning to get more comfortable with pleasure makes me happy. And I just really want that for more people. So uh, thank you for listening. And um, (laughs) follow us on our Instagram page at Good Christian Girl Podcast. Um, Feel free to message or like anything. And if you have any questions, let me know.